good morning. Welcome to worship at North Coast United Methodist Church. It's great to see everybody here today as we uh, enjoy the cooler weather and a coming storm, which of course is unusual here. So good to see everybody out before it starts to rain. Um, just a couple of things to review. This week, we have our normal prayer shawl work group tomorrow at 10 here in the uh, fellowship hall. Um, I'm sorry, one. I Yeah, I, <laughs> you can knit a lot more if you come at 10 and get started. So one o'clock tomorrow, fellowship hall for the prayer shawl group. Then on Tuesday at 10 is the Bible study on the patio. Wednesday at 10 on Zoom is our normal prayer group. Then on uh, two weeks from today, excitement, once a year thing. Two weeks from today at two in the afternoon is the all church conference. And it will be on Zoom this year. Um, Saturday, the 13th of November, we're gonna have some an ice cream truck and some movies here. So a little bit of fellowship time that Saturday afternoon. That's all I had for this morning, but our, our chairman of the Staff Parish Relations Committee wanted to say a few words. Good morning. Uh, last week, uh, I received an email addressed to all of the chairs of staff parish in the, in the conference. It was from our bishop. And our bishop was just reminding us about all the hard work that all of our pastors have put in over the last year and a half. And uh, he suggested that we all show our appreciation. Uh, I conferred with the other members of staff parish and our finance chair. And uh, we uh, decided that we wanted to expand on that a little bit. And we felt that we're very proud of our pastor and appreciate all his hard work, but we have one of the best staffs uh, around. So we would like to, we would like to recognize all of our, our staff members this morning, along with our pastor, uh, and uh, for the show our appreciation for all their hard work. Uh, first, uh, Raquel Nett, who has, uh, of course, is our child care person. Uh, Raquel does a lot of other things too, so she's really added to her duties and we certainly appreciate all she's done. And uh, I'm hoping that Julianne is watching us uh, online this morning because she's not here, uh, but she's our, uh, I call her our, our techie person. <laughs> and she's really getting us out there in the tech world and have us out on the internet. And she, I think she's done a fabulous job with that. So. She is online. Great. Well, thank you very much, Julianne. Okay. Okay. And also, we don't want to forget our uh, our our office administrator, uh, Mercedes. Uh, she does done a fabulous work over this past year and a half, and she keeps telling me how she's keeping the pastor straight. So I, I hopefully that that's that's all. Thank you. And of course, we have our dear, lovely Jen, who we always appreciate, but uh, special thanks. We can't only thank Jen, we need to thank her family for all the music that they've supplied to us over the past year and a half, and we appreciate all that, Jen. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
And we have an honorary staff member who is a volunteer. But at this time, I really would like to congratulate and thank Annie Davis for all the hard work that she has done over the last year and a half. And certainly last but not least, uh, I think we owe a lot to this gentleman over here. We appreciate all of the hard work that he has done over the past year and a half in keeping our church going and giving us a, a way of praying and giving us a way of getting together on Zoom, on YouTube, and here in person. So I want to thank you, Pastor, very much for everything you've done. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Before that we move forward, I won't let the thing stop there. We have a committee of friends, our chairs, the uh, finance chair, Larry Hatter, our SPRC chair, Mike Castoro, our administration council chair, Crystal Chambers, and I lost count. Oh, oh. <laughs> and, our, and our trustees chair, Ray Aller, and of course, our lay leader, Les Wyman, who have all been a great confidant system for me to talk through, through all these things. And so for everybody that's done something over the last year and a half, whether that it be the, the quilters making new uh, bears to send out as a mission project to the benevolence team taking care of different needs, you're going to see a video soon. It's, I think Julianne's already put it online. It's called the parable of the pandemic. And the parable of our pandemic is we exist within a body of Christ that has pitched in together and has done some magnificent things from Sunday school teachers sending Sunday school packets to the kids at home to just Jen recording music at her house and emailing it to me to send to. This whole community has been a pivotal part of the, of the duration of what we've been going through. So as I return my thanks for this acknowledgement, I would like to also spotlight my thanks to all of you for being the body of Christ and serving in a very unique time. Thank you all. Let's join together in a moment of silent meditation.
Please rise and body your spirit for and join us in our call to worship. Jesus asks us, what do you want from me? Loving Savior, restore our sight. Jesus prods us, what do you need from me? Loving vision. Jesus hopes of us, what do you want from me? Loving teacher, show us how to live. Please remain standing and join in our opening song, Be Thou My Vision. And all of my friends are outside, so that's where I'm going to go. All the kids are outside. Awesome. I didn't even see you guys come. It's amazing. So today, my sermon is going to be about not being in the line of speakers where I buzz. Today, my sermon's going to be about seeing things that we don't always see real easy. And there is this really cool scene in a movie that I really love that talks about this. In the second Star Wars movie, Luke Skywalker is looking for the great Master Jedi, Master Yoda. And he goes to this far-off planet, and he's looking for this great Jedi warrior. And if you think about a warrior, you think about somebody that's big and strong and can topple over things and everything. But what Luke Skywalker finds is this little green, scary-looking guy that steals all of his food. But that little green, scary-looking guy that steals all of his food is the guy that Luke Skywalker is looking for. As soon as he allows himself to see who Master Yoda really is, Luke Skywalker begins to get the help that he needs. 
Now, the scripture today that the parents and the grown-ups are going to hear is about a blind man that's calling out for help. And sometimes our help is right in front of it. We just don't see it because sometimes we're so afraid that we don't see what's right in front of us. For Luke Skywalker, Yoda was right there, right in front of him, but he didn't know to really look at who Yoda truly is to get that help. So what I want you all to remember in times that you're afraid, at times that you're worried, sometimes the answer to your question is right there in front of you. And sometimes we need to take in a deep breath of the Holy Spirit and then take a really good look and we can see the helpers that God has all around us. So let's join together in prayer. Dear God, thank you for all of our helpers whether we recognize them or not. Amen. All right, enjoy Sunday school, friends. Now, what my friends on the inside can't see is all of our regular kids are here today, and what a great sight it is to see them all together. And whoever is teaching Sunday school today is going to get toppled over. And that's going to make the pastor very happy. <laughs> as we continue to celebrate our life as a church and hear the life stories of our members, we just saw our dear friend Nancy Irby come up as a representative of SBRC. But today, Nancy, if you could come back and share with us your history at North Coast United Methodist Church. I'm sorry, I, I, I can't, I don't know if you hear me at all, so, um, and I'm kind of soft-spoken, but uh, good morning. Uh, some of you know me and some don't, and I just wanted to welcome you here and um, sit, share with you the peace of Christ. Um, I, let's see, the pastor asked me who who I am, and um, well, I'm I'm a third generation California born, and uh, I've spent all my life here in California, and I um, mainly in the Bay Area where I was raised, and then when I met my husband in San Jose at college, um, we got married and came. Uh, would down to Bakersfield, where we were there for a number of years, not too many, but he is a teacher and I was a, a group supervisor of um, young adults who are having in crisis. So, um, from there, we both are from, we're coastal children, so we miss the ocean. I don't know if you all know where Bakersfield is, but um, <laughs> maybe <laughs> but uh there's no ocean so uh <laughs> we we decided we'll either go where i'm from in the bay area, uh, bay area or down here so um it worked out um i know maybe providence from god that my father-in-law who had been a teacher was retiring and he wasn't ready to um, quit working so he uh started a small business so we we came down here 
to um, help him out. And in the meantime, um, let's see, um, I got pregnant with my little girl and um, she's not little anymore. Um, and thankfully she gave me grandchildren, which I'm just delighted with. So um, uh, she needed to be baptized. So we went looking for a church and um, my experience as a youth, when I first met God, was in the Baptist church. And um, it was a powerful experience. I knew Jesus as a savior and redeemer, but um, I guess I just was thinking maybe there was more. So um, my, my husband's grandmother was a Methodist. So um, because of that, very devout, in fact. So we went looking at the Methodist church and we found the first church um, in Oceanside down on First Street. And so we had our daughter baptized there and um, we started to attend, but because of our, um, the family business grew, so we um, weren't able to come on Sundays. And so it took a number of years when my daughter grew up and went away to college that I came looking for church and I found you. So I'm very grateful for that. And uh, the pastor had asked, um, what are some of the ways that I've been blessed by attending here? And, uh, and I think it's the idea that um, when God said that we should love one another as he loves us, I feel, I feel that in this church and I feel um, very welcome, and I've, um, by being here, I've, I think my faith has been stretched and grown. Um, I joined choir, which I never would have done anywhere. I mean, I don't have a great voice, but I figure, well, we praise God, so that's all that matters, and um, teaching Sunday school, I think I'm growing along with the children in faith, so I'm very grateful for that, and Thank you very much. Nancy, thank you so much for sharing your story. Again, our story is a story of lives that are lived together that transforms other lives. So Nancy, thank you so much for, for coming and sharing your experience. Now, next week is Margaret Lamb. And I, I, I think that I might owe Margaret an apology. I did not know it was Halloween when I asked you. <laughs> so, and the day is Margaret's birthday too. So, yeah. So next week we'll have the blessing of of hearing Margaret. But I do apologize. I did not realize it was Halloween that I asked you to share. <laughs> Fantastic, Nancy. Thank you again. Now let us be in prayer. Mighty God, you restore sight to the blind and bounty to the afflicted. Restore our sight that we might discern your presence. Open our minds that we might know your wisdom. Soften our hearts that we might receive your compassion. Amen. And now let us join in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's join together in our prayer of assurance. God hears our cries and answers us with love. We are beloved and forgiven, restored and healed in God's love. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Amen. Today's scripture reading comes from Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. 
Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. God's word for God's people. You're lucky I forgot you were reading. I would have gave you one of those chapters and books like I used to give Wendu's a read. The whole book. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for your presence and your spirit, your love that moves, that transforms. It doesn't just open our ears, God. It doesn't just open our eyes. It opens our hearts. Help us to be the ones that know how to hear so we can hear the blessings. Amen. Okay, do me a favor, listen. I want you to hear the blessings before we get started. That is the music portion of Sunday school. I like that sound. That sound is the sound of hope and the sound of what is going to be. In many cases, the sound of what is. Listen from that. I wish I could get it on the computer for Julianne and Stephen to hear. That beautiful sound of those locks, blocks beating together, percussion instruments making sounds, making the sound of hope that will be the hope that is active in the moment and the hope that has always been. I want us to think about that today because hearing becomes a very crucial part of the scripture that my very lovely wife read today. Hearing becomes crucial to this scripture. Sometimes we have to stop. And sometimes, and the one person that needs to hear this the most is the person that's about to say it. Sometimes we need to close our mouths and open our ears. I need to hear that more than anyone else so that we can hear the sounds of the blessings that are floating around us, whether it be the sporadic laughter of children or children playing percussion instruments. Maybe if Lucky was here today, we would have heard Lucky bark and we could have the hope of all the creatures that God has put in our lives to bring us joy. But sometimes the most crucial thing that we need to do is to stop, allow our ears to be opened so that we can hear the sounds of hope. Let's look at what's happening in the scripture of Mark. And even though that the text talks about the blind man, it's not eyesight that is important to the scripture. It's the ability to stop and listen and pay attention. There's a bird singing. See, we can hear them on the inside too. And they started singing more. Isn't that cool? The more times that we take a chance to stop and listen, we begin to hear the blessings that's flowing around us. And sometimes within hearing those blessings, we can hear the concerns that we need to deal with. 
let's look at the narrative of the blind man. And again, remembering that this is not a story of eyesight, but it's actually a story of listening. You have a person with a need that's standing in a place that the Savior has arrived. And as soon as this individual knows that the Savior is there, they want to shout out and be heard because that there's help that they need. And now there's different things that step in the way of that help. And so many times it happens. It doesn't just happen in this scripture, but it happens when the lady comes to the table with Jesus Christ and asks for the scraps of the table, of the master's table. This happens when the children come into the church to come and stand in the presence of the Messiah. There's three written places that individuals come so that their voices can be heard by Jesus Christ And who are the first people that stop them from being able to speak? It's the disciples. In this scripture, we have the disciples asking him to be quiet and keep quiet so that the master can be heard. And the table in which the lady comes to receive the scraps of the master's table, it's the disciples that ask her to be stepped away because of a different culture and different gender issues that exist in that. And the story of the children wanting to come forward, it's the disciples that want to keep everything dignified and nice that try to silence the children from coming forward to sit next to the master. It's the ones that have been called to be the teachers that actually at times become the ones that hinder the voices of being heard. Now, there's some realities in that. Unfortunately, as a pastor, we have individuals that come to our church and ask for help. And unfortunately, at times, I have to deal within the reality of our own finances. I'd love to buy everybody a new car. I I wish I could be like Elvis Presley that used to hand out pink Cadillacs to anybody that was sitting on the side of the road. Unfortunately, my wife will point out to you that if I bought one pink Cadillac, we would have to find a new place to live. (laughs) There's realities to deal with. And I'm not chastising the disciples when I say this. I'm not. There's realities that we deal with. We all all live within some kind of economic social construct that makes it impossible to help everyone. That is a reality that the disciples dealt with. And... There is a reality that sometimes that we hear things that make us nervous and we don't want to hear them. So instead of allowing that voice to be amplified, we do whatever it takes to silence it. Dealing with the cultural discrepancies between the lady that came to the master's table and the disciples. Dealing with this situation with an individual that is dealing with a birth defect that many others are trying to figure out what past sin made this happen in this person's life. Instead of dealing with the awkwardness and the fears, the disciples silence it. Sometimes it's real pure reasons that we just have to say no, and sometimes it's the fear and the worry that exists within our hearts that we don't want to deal with something outside of our understanding. This blind person is dealing with all of those things in this interaction in this scripture. And the real problem isn't the eyesight. 
The real problem is how do we attune our ears to hear what the real issue is so that we can then attune our spirits to provide the help that we can. Let's move this even further because there becomes a moment that a conversation has to happen and it opens the reality for the disciples to hear the true concern so that they can take the real hurt to the master's feet and set it at Christ's feet. As soon as Christ catches the attention of the disciples and Christ wants to hear what's happening, what happens in the book of Mark is we have a collection of people that immediately shift from, would you please be quiet, to, would you please speak more? It's Christ sparking the necessity of a conversation so that the pure, deep conversation that can help out. Because, as I've already pointed out in this sermon, if we look at all of this on a surface level, and we only deal with the surface level, the disciples would be working in some way to help this man's eyesight. But the real cure to this situation is the disciples opening an avenue for this individual to be heard. Let's tie that back into the fears of the disciples. When we limit conversations, one of the earmuffs that exist in our lives is that I don't understand this. I don't understand this. And sometimes within our lack of understanding, it's a fear of doing research. And sometimes it's even the fear that I may be wrong in things that I believe that quelch the conversations that have to be taking place that opens doors. We see far too many examples of individuals wanting to make their point and their stance and have their conversation almost to the extent that they scream over every other voice instead of being the ones that are willing to stop, hear the birds tweet. That happened as soon as I said it. And realize that there's other conversations that have to take place. I think sometimes it's our own personal blindness of wanting to be, not wanting to be wrong that hinders our eyes from opening up to see the ways that we can truly help. I may never be Elvis Presley and I may never be able to hand out peak Cadillacs, but to just stop and listen to a moment, for a moment to an individual share with me what's wrong and to at the very least open a prayer with open ears within that may not provide a Band-Aid in the moment, but at least that individual knows that someone cares. Now let's move to this last section because Jesus Christ speaks volumes at the end of this. And let's look at the blind man once again as we move into this situation. The blind man is there and he's speaking and he's asked to be quiet and he keeps speaking. There is a hope that is within this individual that he knows that the master is the one that can bring some kind of help to him. Now, it may not be the help that he's looking for, 
Much like our children's lesson today, Luke Skywalker expected to find someone as big as Arnold Schwarzenegger and with the karate skills of Rob, uh, John Claude Van Damme, but he didn't find that person. Sometimes when we continue to proceed with the hearts of faith and begin to open our eyes open to the potential of faith, we begin to see maybe not the help that we're looking for, but definitely the hope that God is waiting to provide. Five years ago, an associate pastor walked into this building with the abilities of leaving, leading a church to the extent of me riding a Harley Davidson motorcycle. But here we are almost five years later with a very blessed thank you from our SBRC, Mike. Thank you again for that. Sometimes we don't see these things because we don't have the confidence in ourselves to continue to pursue it. It's the blind man would have stopped speaking out because of the voices of the disciples. That's where it stops. It took the blind man to believe that there was something there to call out for, to scream out for, to receive that led Jesus Christ to say to him, by your faith, you are healed. We celebrate that statement within our Wesleyan understanding of grace. And we look at the reality of justifying grace. There is no greater scripture than this scripture in Mark that paints what justifying grace is. We have a blind man screaming out for Jesus Christ, and on the other end, we have Jesus Christ screaming back. Hey, I need you. Hey, I'm here. It takes both sides of the story to make a completion. As we celebrate the reality of justifying grace that Jesus Christ through his death, burial, and resurrection is the one that continues to reach out for us and we have to be the ones that reach back. As we scream out like the blind man, hey, I need help. As a young man trying to find himself in leadership preaches on a Sunday morning, as a young lady sits in the back and presses buttons to make the gospel of Jesus Christ go out to the world, and as a dear lady wakes up at three o'clock in the morning and starts praying for her church. All of those are actions of justifying grace. That is us calling out to Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ producing blessings that says, I'm listening. I want you to look around this room right now. When we began our parable of the pandemic, we did not know what was going to happen. Annie and I did little silly podcasts for seven or eight years at that point, and we decided between the two of us, let's do it for the church. We didn't know what to do, but Jesus Christ already laid the foundation that became our YouTube videos, and there's a podcast, too, of the church services. Jesus Christ was already reaching back at that point, but it was the desire and the calling out, what can I do to get here? 
everyone in this church called out, what can we do? And this entire church became a collective body's collective parts of a body of Jesus Christ that made it possible that today on October 21st, 2021, we can all look around this room and the doors aren't just open, they're right open so that we can have the airflow. But we're in this room today and we get to hear the words that Jesus Christ is Lord because we participated and this actions of justifying grace. On March 15th, we were the blind man screaming for help. And on October 24th, we are walking in the assurance that it is your faith that has set you free. So what's next? I've been putting out in our newsletter what has become our stewardship campaign, our stewardship letters. And within the focus of this stewardship letters is the focus on what's next. Today, we got to hear the beautiful story of Nancy that's a part of this rich multi-year history of North Coast United Methodist Church. We've heard so many different stories of how that our life on, lives on 1501 Kelly Street have existed for almost 20 years. So my question for you in these stewardship letters, and my question to you as you listen to these stories, as you get to hear the eerie Halloween stories of Margaret Lamb next week, <laughs> what are we going to do right now to have the church of 2042, 20 years from today? We've heard the stories. We've heard the stories that have made it happen from 2002 to 2022. How has this church existed? How are we listening? How are we interacting? How are we finding the blessings that's happening in this narrative between the blind man and Jesus Christ? How are we discovering the blessings and how can we keep them going? for another 20, 40, 50 years. Because the life of this community doesn't just exist on 1501 Kelly Street. It actually exists hundreds of years further when the first Protestant church in Oceanside, California opened. As we continue to interact like the blind man in Christ in this narrative in Mark, as we continue to listen to the voices that are shouting out and we continue to find ways to strengthen faith and to build that hope along the way, yes, there'll be times that we won't be able to hand out the pink Cadillac, but at the very least, we will be a community that people can say, I feel heard. That's the miracle of the blind man. Yes, he walked away with sight, but that's not the miracle. Jesus Christ taught people to listen to hear what the real problem was, and then they could fix the real issue. Hold on to that, please, as we continue to grow together. If you had uh, 1040 on your cards that Pastor Drew would cry, 
You win. <laughs> it is an absolute honor to be the pastor of North Coast United Methodist Church. Thank you. Taste and see that the Lord is good in both the gifts we give and in the gifts we receive. Let us pray. Creator and giver of life, bless the gifts we have been given, that we may share freely and joyfully. Bless the gifts we now give, that they may bring healing and hope to a world in need. In gratitude and hope we pray. Amen. As we move into our time of communion, remember that in the United Methodist Church, we serve an open table. This can be your first time in worship. You're welcome here. It could be your first experience with grace. You're welcome here. You could have a terrible night and fought with your family yesterday, and you're welcome at this table. There's nothing that separates us from the grace of Jesus Christ and the one thing that helps heal the bridge is just like the actions of the blind man, being willing to call out because Jesus Christ is always standing there to listen. The Lord be with you. We lift up our hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. How manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Praise the Lord. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. He was your son and learned obedience through suffering. Having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who would obey him. Your spirit anointed him to preach the good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce that the time has come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and spirit. On the night in which that he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take heed, this is my body which is given for you. Do this 
in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood, that we might be saved by faith. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church. All honor and glories is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Please receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. Let's all stand together for our closing hymn, Amazing Grace.
We once were blind. We once were lost. We once were broken. Go, beloved children of God, to be loved to all the world. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love. Amen. We'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.